number 10. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, double figures today. I know. 10, pe- ten, ten episodes. It's unbelievable. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? 10. Think what you could do in 10 weeks. And we've chosen to do a, a weekly podcast. Although we have we have a decent listener base, which is people, good. Yeah, I was going to say. 400 How many week? people do you think listen? I think we, we average about Oof, four to 500 not, I, a week. We get So that's good. That's each 100 listens a week from each parent. That's, that's not too bad. So what have these listeners got this week coming up? Well, this week we've got a really exciting interview. Um, one of Scotland's best, another of Scotland's best distance runners. Olympian Andy Butcher, who's um, going to be on the show, so that'll be a really, a really good insight into how he how he trains and um, you know his successes and um, and also what he's got coming up as well. So that'd be awesome. And the second the second thing we've got is the Inverness Campus 5K. Uh, we've got a, we're going to do a preview, the men's preview this this week. Um, so Tom, you're going along to that, so you can chat about that as well as now. Putting my cup in some sure, Absolutely. and just the usual as well. Uh, it's, uh, obviously, just a training recap of both yourself and myself with some Scottish and international running news as well. So, Absolutely. a busy episode ahead. Busy. Excellent. Good. So, Tom, so how's the training been? The training's been good. Uh, last week was a good week, so I'll very quickly go through it. Sixty miles for last week. I had I actually lost a couple of days towards the tail end of the week because I had the. I did the Stonehaven Midsummer Beer Fest, or sorry, the Stonehaven Midsummer Beer Happening Sportive, which is a 70-mile bike ride on Saturday, which was cool. We did, um, did that with a few of the boys, so it was great. My dad was riding, Fiona's dad was riding, the weather was glorious, and um, yeah, the only sad thing was I actually had a mechanical, so after, uh, yeah, so long story short, I my rear derail came off the bike halfway up Cairn Mountain, so I had to get a, a wagon in and then the guy fixed it into single speed and I, I spun in. So that was a bit of this point. But anyway, training, running-wise, because this is a running uh, podcast, not a cycling podcast, I had a, a week where I did uh, really just one session, actually. I did easy running pretty much right through the week, Monday through to Wednesday, some strides on Tuesday, but all really just easy stuff just because of work. I was quite busy. And then on Thursday, I did a three-by-two-mile session. Which was cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, did cool. that sitting at... How did that go? Was that on the... Was that on the road or... It was on, was the, on the track? Or? It was on the road, D-side line. And I did... I did uh, two miles, five-minute recovery, two miles, three-minute recovery, two mile. And I was trying to shoot for somewhere between half marathon and 10K pace. And it was close enough. It was 5.30s, almost exactly 5.30 for all, all the reps, which was cool. And that's quite a... I thought it was a good session with the 10k race I've got coming this weekend and then Friday day off because I had just a really busy day at work and and had family arriving it was just just couldn't get a run in Saturday obviously oh I know when things get in the way you're running it's highly annoying but fortunately it meant Saturday I could get the ride so I did oh I actually downgraded I didn't do the full 70 you'll be ashamed to hear I did 50 miles all in on the converted single speed yeah I had to cut it short but then the good thing was, I, despite a barbecue and a few beers on Saturday night, I got out on Sunday, actually, and got a good long run. I got 16 miles with uh, with Fee and one of my mates, Chris, uh, one of the, the Metro lads. We went out and did 16 miles with 
a pretty fast last three miles so sort of mile at marathon pace mile at half marathon pace mile at 10k pace on the line so that was cool just to spin the legs at hard at the end of a 16 mile run for a 60 mile week so yeah pretty pleased with that with with a couple of days off Right, that sounds a decent week, Tom. Um, it's all right. So, what about the how you how you feeling? You feeling that you're progressing? Um, you know, can, obviously London was the the last big race. Um, do you think do do you think you're ready to ready to go? Do you think you've improved since then, or what, what, how are you feeling well, in guess, terms of your I guess we'll see. Fitness? I do feel. Yeah, I feel. I feel good now. I don't feel as good as I did in sort of February, March, which is a bit annoying. But I feel. I feel ready to go next, next. So this Sunday, actually, we're chatting on a Wednesday night, and this coming Sunday, I've got a 10k down in Manchester, the We Love Manchester 10k. So I'll see how that goes. It's we'll talk about it maybe at the end of the podcast in terms of what's coming up, but it's looking quite hot, and I mean you've got very recent experience of hot races, so I think I might have to rein in the target a wee bit. But I think I think I'm in I'm in reasonable shape, so we'll see. And then of course we've got the Inverness Campus 5K, hashtag road to UHI 5K coming up. So that will be the main test of whether I have uh, have improved. So we'll see. You can also probably tell by my highly nasal sound tonight that I'm full of the cold. So it's on its uh, way It's on yeah, its yeah. way out. It's not going to affect Sunday, but it's meant I've had a couple of uh, days this week where I haven't had as many miles as I would have liked to, or I had to skip a session, which was a bit annoying. But uh, these things happen. Ah. Uh. So, uh, yeah, you'll so be I'm, fine. You're 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 a hard man. You're from the uh, Fife. Absolutely. Those Fifers. The kingdom. Don't, don't take any shit, do they? No, we don't. So yep. Yeah, so I'm so I'm in, in good nick now. So I reckon this week, solid week with the race. Next week I'll probably ease off for that race, and after that it's we can have a chat maybe the next couple of weeks. But I'm going to try and knuckle down to marathon training in two weeks' time. So I'm going to just enjoy these next couple of weeks of. Of not going f- full beans in training, get racing on the weekend, and then I'm going to get back on it after that, which is good. That's awesome. Anyway, brilliant. So, what about you? You were in race action last week, as we revealed in the in the end of the show. How did it go? Oh well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you've just spoke about the race action again. You know, going looking back to what I did last week, I've, I, I've got no idea. Uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> I, I've been I haven't been adding all my sessions on Strava not because I'm not I, I, the reason I'm not adding them on Strava is because I've not been wearing my watch um, don't tell is, don't tell I, Sunto don't no we won't we won't tell Sunto that um, but it's mainly just because it's when you wear, the moment you wear a watch um, and you start running and you even if you don't want to be looking at your pace in the recovery run there's that habit of always looking at your wrist and going, oh, what pace am I doing? Oh, this pace is slow today. And, or even when you're doing a session, oh, I'm running at this pace. Oh, last week or, or last month I was running at this. I was running five seconds faster. Um, so, so at the moment, based upon the fact that I've been, I, I ran 100K, you know, my times aren't going to be anywhere near what they used, what they used to be pre-ultra training especially when i'm doing the, the short sharp sessions so um i've just been really just getting back into it, uh just trying to do some faster stuff in terms of training midweek um i did some 600s on the track which was quite fun um cool. very slow but compared to what i used to do but hey ho that's that's life um but also with with um you know one eye on the on the prize at stonehaven half marathon um so i 
came first in, in that one. And uh, I think I got a, probably one of the slowest half marathon times I've, I've run in a while, uh, which was uh, 75.20. So slower than your, your, your wife's uh, PB. So I had that in the back of my mind. I thought, I wonder if Fiona was running today, whether or not she'd be right behind me. But um, but Fiona actually holds the, the record for that. Uh, just over, was it? Was it? She's got eighty minutes. Eighty uh, minutes. 50 I think it's eighty, uh, eighty, fifty, or eighty, forty. Yeah, it's, it's solid. Yeah. But you it's, do yourself a disservice, guy. Solid time. And you're doing yourself a disservice. You've run well, a course you... record on Saturday or Sunday, sorry. Yeah. Well, it. it, it yeah, I didn't realize I wasn't, wasn't going for the course record. I was going for the win. Uh, we had a couple of. Uh, up and coming guys behind me, Ben Ward, uh, Ben Ward run beer and stuff. Instagram get 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 following. Um, he's uh, he had a great run, seventy eight thirty one. Really tough conditions, really warm, and uh, and Jason Kelly from Stonehaven. He was seventy nine eleven, so he had a great run too. And yeah, it was just a really really warm day and. Um, in terms of the elevation, I can't remember how much elevation is, but there's a fair, a fair climb on on in part, partly on trails. But I, do you know what, Tom? I was I was I was running the race, and I was go. I couldn't. I didn't. Really, I actually thought I was I was going to have to stop. Um, I felt like I was just it, it, the war. It was suffocating. Um, and. Compared, the temperature was probably the same as what the Mozart 100K was. So it was, I don't know how hot it was, but it was relatively, really, really warm, no wind. Um, but I actually felt that the Stonehaven half marathon was, was almost tougher uh, than than that ultra race. And I think it was because of the sheer pace you haven't run at yeah, exactly. uh, for, for half marathon. You know, you're doing five minute odds. Whereas in the ultra running, you 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 you're much slower than that because you're you, you know mainly because you're on trails and you're going up and down um, hills and uh, you know you're sometimes you're in the yeah you're just you're in the shade and you haven't like I mean you know reserve a lot more energy um, so yeah it was I just find it a really really tough race and I think that's coupled also by jumping into a half marathon so quickly yeah, post um you know post post uh, ultra but you know saying that that's not no excuse uh jason kelly before um which was 28 miles of, of trail so that was only a week i had two weeks on him so uh yeah, yeah that, so uh, again was, yeah that's very impressed J- from jason yeah i mean jason uh i think he was 83 minutes last uh i think it was maybe 82 he did last year so he's just he's he's awesome so there you go. Um, and my wife Debbie, she 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 won the race as well. So it was a a, a Greg double um, for for the for the Gregs, uh, which was cool. Um, she was fairly disappointed with her time, um, but again, you know, she's just come she's just coming back from the the half Ironman she was she was doing. Um, she struggled in the heat, uh, you know, and she she did a cycle um, beforehand as well just to. You know, just because it's it's a triathlon training she's been focusing on, um, and uh, yeah, so wasn't wasn't she wasn't too too happy about her result, but I said to her, you know, it's a win's a win. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. And, yeah, and then in second place, 
Second place for the females was Alison Matthews, who's uh, another Metro. She's a fairly newbie Metro, I believe. Well, so Alison um, is actually in... Alison's actually an old school Metro. So Alison was a Metro runner years ago, and you know Fiona is the current ladies champion. So we have the trophy in the house, and Alison's name is on that trophy from for quite a few years. So Alison must have moved. I don't actually know Alison, but I, I think she's moved back to Aberdeen. So she's back in action in Metro, which is cool. Ah, oh, wow. There you go. I didn't know that. So, uh, I mean, I, I spoke to her briefly, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good to know. It's another, a, a real strong squad in, in our club just now in oh, terms absolutely. of the female, uh, female girls. So, brilliant. And then uh, third place was uh, Veronique Oldham uh, in 92.30. So, yeah, great result for the, for the, for the females there as well. Um, no, it was, uh, and, oh, yeah, first prize to the Metros as well. So that was good. Excellent. No, that's good. I think I think for you, you should be you should be pleased with that. It's, okay, so it's, it's a it was a tough day. I mean, I was I said I was in Stonehaven for the the ride on on Saturday, and it's you know it's actually because I did the fifty mile ride, I actually cycled up the route of the half up the Swanley the road up to the Swanley car park, and I remember riding up and thinking, you know, bloody hell, I'm chuffed not to be running this tomorrow. That is, it's steep, it's hot, and you know what? It's one of those races. It's so the road section is so steep up that. You know, it's uh, it, you just have to rec- you spend so much time recovering. I did it last year and uh, or two years ago, sorry. And yeah, it's tough. So no, you did well, mate. I think to course record, a couple of weeks after a hundred k race, that's a, a job done in my book. Ah oh, well, thank, thank you for the kind words, Tom. Um, no, I really, I really enjoyed the race. You know, although it was tough, I really enjoyed the race. Well organised, plenty of marshals. Um, you know, there was uh, lots of water stops. There was even a piper at the top of the hill, which was pretty cool. Cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, big kudos to the organisers of Stony, um, Stony Half Marathon for the, and a, a nice wee, um, a nice wee uh, goodie bag at the end as well. And, uh, yeah, just a well-organised race. So, yeah, I would certainly encourage folk to, to give it a bash next year if, they, if they're free. Very good. So, yeah. Well, I guess that takes us on we've covered Stonehaven actually as part of your week another local-ish race well certainly a north north race was the Port Soy 10k which was on the weekend and that was won by David Barclay of Geary Roadrunners in 3702 and I think I can imagine that's a windy 10k from what I understand and on a weather like we've had on the weekend where it's scorching I can imagine that would make it uh, difficult as well so that's you know not surprising that we're seeing sort of times there Max Abernethy was second in 37.41 and Bradley Carroll was third in 38.01. On the women's side, we had Karen Simpson in 42.52, Fiona Marr 43.53 and Heather Nicholl in 45.57. So names that I'm not familiar with, to be honest, in the North East running circuit. So good to see some new new names on, on some uh, local trophies. Yeah, um uh, yeah, a few new names as well. Uh, I do know the Bradley Carroll guy's a triathlete. He was third. Um, and yeah, a couple other names I, I rec- recognise too. The Port Soy Festival is quite, quite cool, actually. They've got, they've, it's like a, it's, well, the Port Soy 10K is part of the Port Soy Festival. Um, so yeah, I would encourage it. Uh, it's kind of like folk music and uh, fish fish markets and beer and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's maybe pretty cool. cool to go to. So. All right. But yeah, there's quite a lot of events uh, up in the north. I know there was another race um, called the Heart of the Park Challenge, uh, <laughs> which is, I, I did this race uh, a, a few years ago, and it's one of those races that's only, 
it, it's not that much to enter the race, but it's one of those uh, adventure, you know, those adventure type races which cost an arm and a leg. Uh, you know, your Spartans, your Tough Mudders, which are what 150 pounds, 100 pounds, 80 pounds, you name it. Um, now this this heart of the park, it's just a it's a trail race, and you go over that, you go through rivers, and you go over tree trunks, and you go through this pond, and and yeah, just a really nice. But if you branded that adventure race up, you, you could you could you know you could charge people forty pounds, fifty pounds for it, and make it more commercial. People would pay that, like you know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but this heart of the park challenge, it's it's not a big race, it's a local one. Um, but it ticks all the boxes in terms of uh, cost, um, you know, and, and just just that kind of pure that that local feel to it. Um, so it's in Braemar as well, and I would imagine it would have been a quite a quite a runnable race that that weekend. Um, but yeah, and I haven't got the results in front of me. But... <laughs> right, because I was going to say I'm not a big I'm not a big obstacle course fan, but I'll take off my athletic snob hat for now. If you have results, <laughs> if you don't have results. Why are we talking about it? Come on! <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, sorry. It's, if it, I, I don't even. I, I thought we had a slow week, Tom. <laughs> Actually, I think I've found some results online. Jonathan Tupper. Oh, I think. Jonathan Tupper of ten AC is a handwritten result. Handwritten. Yeah, handwritten results. See that? See none of this. Uh, None of this results based or any of that. No just, just pure pen and paper results. That's what it's all about. No, you don't need chip timing these days. Just go back <laughs> to pen and paper and a stopwatch. None right. of fancy gadgets. So anyway, I'm, so I'm gonna let's move, get on. I'm, I'm going to raise you from a local obstacle course. I'm going to raise the stand a little bit, and I'm going to talk about the British Athletic Champs, <laughs> which were on the weekend there. And we're not going to go into every single distance, but I think it's cool. That I watched the the 5,000 races which were on the Saturday, Sunday, and they were really quite interesting. Andy Butcher, who we've, who we've interviewed this week, was uh, tweeting about a yawn about the 5,000 metres, and I don't know if it was, I think it may have been tongue-in-cheek, or, may, or just because the standard wasn't, the race wasn't so hot, but it was um, it was won by Mark Scott, actually, 13.47, a tight race with Andy Vernon right behind him in 13.47 as well, and Chris Thompson just behind him in 13.49, so... I mean, Chris Thompson and Andy Vernon both had really strong ones at the 10,000 British Champs, which was part of the Highgate Harriers night of the 10K PB. So, you know, especially Chris Thompson, really impressive mm-hmm. at his age to really be competing. So so that was cool. And on the women's side in the 5,000, it was a Scottish affair, which was great. We had Steph Twell, Scotland International and British Olympian, I think, who was 16.09 for the win. And she had a really strong run, particularly in the last lap, putting away the... The rest of the field with Melissa Courtney in second in 16:07, who just managed to outkick Ailish McColgan, also Scotland, of 16, who ran 16:08. So, so that was cool. And then Mary McLennan, also a North Tom, athlete, we've talked about, Tom. ran 16:48. Yes. Six, right, Steph 12 ran 16:09. Melissa ran 16:07, who was second. Yeah. Ailish ran 16:08. How how did Steph win in 16:09? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Aye. I've got that yeah. wrong. It's 16.06. 16.07, I bet you're fun. That's for slagging off course racing. Oh, dear. 16, Steph 12, 16.07. Melissa Courtney, 16.07. Different split, obviously. Ailish McCoggan, 16.08. Thank you for the correction, Mr. Yeah, Craig. that's better. 
There you go, yeah, on the ball. Someone's on the ball. Someone's on the ball. Marie, anyway, Mary McLennan, 16.48. So she's been quicker this year. She ran at one of those, the 5K races done in um, London recently. She ran quicker than that. It was, I think it was a BMC race. I can't quite remember the time, but it was low 16s. It may have been 16.09, actually. So she good to, so obviously probably a bit of a disappointment run for her, but good to see her featuring yeah. on race champs. Yeah, I think she was about that um, in the last 5k she did. So, um, but yeah, like onwards and upwards, you know, it's uh, not every race you can you can run as you can have you know you can you can race well. Um, it might have even been a tactical race. Um, it, it was you know, actually. I, I, yeah, yeah it was so, so that might have affected. Yeah, that might have affected her time. It could have just been a burn up in the. Well, you you watched it, so it might yeah. have been a burn up in the last few laps. Um, I think similar to the you know the the men's 5k. Uh, did you watch? Did you watch that, Tom? Then was it was that a tactical race or was that just a eyeballs out from the from the get go? Or, or I how I, did I, that? I only saw the last two laps actually on, um, on a, some highlights because I was on my bike on Saturday. But it was um, it, you know it was a pretty close finish in that last lap. All three of them full. Uh, full yeah, I was going to say it's only like two seconds separating them. Yeah, I mean, tight. in perspective, uh, that you know the times that the, I know every race is different. Um, but you know our man Chris Jones ran a thirty forty five last week. Exactly. Uh, you know, which that time would 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 win the would have won the British yeah. champs. Obviously, if Chris was in that race, would he have you know would he have ran as well or you know if not better we we, we don't know. Um. So yeah, it's uh, just shows that there's um yeah there's a lot of a lot of good good guys in Scotland who who, are, who can be up there to perform and you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into Andy Butcher. I mean, he's a 13 08 guy, you know. It's um, that's those times are are considerably slower, um, but that's not to say that uh, you know they're they're near the you know that the guys who are in the top three would would, would come close to those. But um, it's, it just there's there's certainly a lot of um, talent in the well, what I would in, say, in Scotland anyway. Generally, looking at the British champs on the weekend, and we watched quite a lot of the coverage on Sunday. The you know the quality of the Scottish athletes is you know I know we're all aware of it it's it's not certainly not new but when you see it I mean we watched the men's mile and you know you've got O'Hare you've got Whiteman you've got Josh Kerr I mean really three just from Edinburgh AC really strong and, and Chris O'Hare you know blew them away it was a really strong run from him also in the 800 meters women's you've got Laura Muir who ran and won you know bear in mind she's primarily a 1500 meter specialist but she you know even though she she turned up and ran that and won that. We had in the same race Lindsay Sharp, who since then has seemed a little bit unhappy that Laura Muir was was running, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, I think you you can you need to be ready to face the best anyway. But anyway, good to see two Scottish girls in there running really well. So exciting times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs uh, of of that, um, but yeah, I, I think um, the Scottish girls and in, in, in the eight, you know in the eight hundred were are, are certainly you know Lindsay's Lindsay's running well and uh, seventeen medals, seventeen medals the Brits got um, during the weekend. Uh, sorry, not the Brits, the Scot- uh, Scot- Scottish contingent got, which is a huge amount of medals for for the, you know I think that's probably the the most we've had in a long time, which is brilliant um you know great to see so many strong performances uh also in the sprints as well i know it's uh it's predominantly distance running but 
there's a new girl in the block called Beth Dobbin who's yes. been setting uh, records as well. Um, you know, 200 meter uh, Scottish records. And you know, she I think she got the British. She didn't get the British record, uh, but I think she got the British Championship record um, on in the weekend as well. 22.7 seconds for 200 meters, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so yeah, amazing. pretty pretty cool to the, to watch the the girls smashing it up. And the thing is, the uh, British, so the yeah, British, they, that's, well, the British champs there. I mean, that's that's the effect of the trials for the Euro champs, which is this summer. So the good news is we're going to see a few of the Scottish the Scottish athletes over at that this summer. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see some maybe get some Scottish medals there as well. Well, moving on to the, the kind of European um, championships, we had the European Mountain Championships in the weekend and uh, some local success, um, which is awesome. So uh, Anna McFadgen, who's uh, you know, a Forest Harrier, um, and also running for Edinburgh uh, University as well. She's, she's moved down there just now. Um, she was second uh, in the under-20 race, which was an awesome result for her. Um, you know, a, a huge breakthrough for her as well. I know she's... She's done well over the, you know, the cross country for GBB, um, but to get a medal at uh, an international, um, you know, a European Championships is is phenomenal. So, yeah, really, really proud for for Anna. Um, so yeah, really good to see her doing so well in the hills and, um, and you know, being able to adapt to the mountains, the road, the track. Um, so just that, that that's the thing about you know. Folk, folk who like Anna, you know, and, and even Andy, Andy Douglas, he was fifth in the the men's senior men's race, uh, so he, he was a little bit disappointed he never got a medal. But hey, fifth, you know, a fifth place at a European Championships is still a, an awesome result, um, you know. And but you know, Andy's Andy's pr- proven that he can he can run, you know, fast ten k's, fast half marathons, uh, you know, and, and medal in, in, in the cross country. Uh, you know, national and UK cross country races as well. So, uh, yeah, really good result for Andy uh, and also Lauren Dixon as well. Um, so he's sorry, she she's uh, she was fifth in the race and she's from I can't remember what club she's from. I think it, is it five maybe? Pass. I'm not sure. Is not it sure. Not, it's sorry, not Car- Lauren. It's not Carnetti, is it? Mm. Not sure. Pass. Okay. I'll have to check the results, but Sorry, uh, yeah, well done to Lauren as well. Yeah, uh, good good result for you. She was eighth in the under twenty race as well. So, uh, so anyway, in a, in a nutshell, all the GB um, the whole GB team managed to medal uh, either team medals or individual medals. So phenomenal that's result. That's brilliant. So there you go. That's the uh, yeah. That was the European Mountain Championships. And the last thing I was going to mention was we I touched on it last week about the Mont Blanc marathon, um, so that's in Chamonix, uh, which was was which was won actually by um, Killian Journey, um, so he he smashed the that's his first result back um, his first kind of probably just big race back, um, and yeah he won it by a, a good couple of minutes which was pretty cool he he, he broke his leg basically. Um, so it's good to see him back. Uh, he's a salmon runner. So yeah, um, you know, he's he's all over Facebook. He's he's climbed. He's ran up Mount Everest, and yeah, yeah pretty pretty phenomenal athlete. Um, but also the reason I also wanted to mention this, uh, I was looking at some of the other results. Um, so at the Mont Blanc Marathon, there's other races. So there's the Mont Blanc 
ultra uh, marathon as well, which is 90k, I believe. And uh, Donny Campbell, who's um, he's a Scottish guy, he runs for Salomon. Uh, he was third, um, so he had a great result. He he didn't do as well last year. Um, he had I think he hurt his foot, so it was really good to see him um, getting a bronze in, in section of the race. And lastly, oh. uh, Jacob Jacob Aitken, um he did the vertical kilometer. And uh, again, we've mentioned him. He's a Scottish guy. Uh, he he won the, the vertical kilometer, and which is you know the standard. I've got to say the standard in this race is, is huge. You know, it's a really big, big event, um, you know, in, in, in France. And he, he he absolutely smashed the field. He was about four minutes, three and a half, four minutes ahead of, of the second place guy. Uh, so, you know, I, again, I, I don't know the, the, the field, but um, I would imagine a really strong field. Um, but it just shows that Jacob's a, a really good uphill runner, which is promising to see him, uh, you know, transfer that over and, over the seasons to come. So congratulations, guys. Yeah, very good. That's about it for that, that side. Um, so, so, yeah, I think yeah. that's about it for all the the results this weekend, is it? I think it is. And I think that, you know, we're talking about some big, big names there. It's quite a nice transition into a big Scotch name who we've talked about. We're both super excited to have Andy Butcher on the show. So, Kyle, why don't you tell us about when Kyle met Andy? Well, the, we I'll do I'll go straight, straight into it. Um, so as I mentioned before, Andy is uh, one of Scotland's best ever distance runners. Um, there's no doubt about that. He's he's come on the scene pretty quickly. He has got some phenomenal personal bests, which um, uh, we'll we'll be sharing on the on the interview. And he's um, you know he's also been to the Olympics as well. So here it goes. So, um, well, welcome to the show, Andrew Butcher. Um, really good to have you on the show um, on Titan Running Shorts. It's um, yeah, I think you're certainly one of the biggest names we've had on the show so far. So uh, yeah, real, uh, real, really exciting to to uh, to yeah to interview you. So, Andrew, just for the listeners, obviously I've introduced you uh, already. You know your numerous uh, Scottish titles, British titles. Um, you're an Olympic, an Olympic finalist. You're a world finalist. Um, you've got a Scottish record for the 5K, um, 5,000 meters of 1308, which is absolutely incredible. So, um, you know, you're you're some you're some you're a fat, speedy guy. So, Andrew, just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, um, and and yeah, kind of a bit about your your background as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, no and for for the nice introduction, yeah. yeah you, you you said a few of the, the attributes, but it all started sort of not quite at the top, <laughs> finishing lasted races and being the fat kid at the back. Uh, <laughs> I can never imagine you being the fat kid. <laughs> nah, nah. But in the East Leagues cross country in Scotland, not finishing top three, looking up at Alistair Hay and uh, Robert Russell and thinking, oh, if only one day I could be like them never even aspiring to the Olympic Games or anything like that and just over time just gradually got better and better and kind of gave up more of my sort of like lifestyle of just the general person seeing friends having a laugh going out yeah I kind of stopped doing that to sort of focus on athletics and and traveling a bit saving money to travel to to go to races and training camps and 
I guess, in sort of in a really short period, 2015-2016, it just went crazy, going from sort of like winning the Scottish National Championships in 2015, or I don't even know if it did, but running well in 2015 to then becoming like sort of one of the world's best in 2016, yeah. um, to go from sort of like the best in, in Scotland to being the best, sort of one of the best in the world was like crazy. Um, but it was always done down to hard work and, and sort of the coach that I had and, and the group that I had at Central Athletics. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's, uh, it's really inspiring. And I think you're, that was going to be, was going to be my next question is, um, just your rise from, you know, exactly what you said, you know, one of the country's top endurance runners to one of the world's best runners. Um, and that was already my question, you know, that was in my question already. Like you are one of the world's um, hmm. top 5K runners or distant, middle distance, perhaps this, you know, long distance uh, eventually, you never know. Um, so you, you mentioned about that's down to, to training. Um, and now I, I was a bit like you, but maybe not at the same level. You know, I did two or three times a week and then I was like, I really want to train hard and, and and that's what I did. I just started training more, and and, and that that was also uh, governed by by my coach as well. So, can you just tell us a little bit about like what you what kind of training you were doing to what training you're now doing, and and how you how you how that step came along to to one of the world's best distance runners? Yeah, so I, I mean, like 2015, um, I was just a standard Scottish athlete. You would go would have training sessions three times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, just like, I guess, most clubs in Scotland do, meeting yeah. in, in the evening with a different variety of age, ages and different groups. And I kind of just, like, did my own thing between, like, my old coach, Derek Easton, yeah. um, sent me my training pretty much, did all my runs. And then 2016, I turned professional with New Balance. I was lucky enough that they, that they said they would give me some kit and some bonuses if I ran fast times. Brilliant. And then I just decided to quit my job and go to a place called Flagstaff. A good friend, Andrew Levinchell, lived there. Yeah. And my my old coach had a, a link with, with with Andrew and I went and stayed with him for a bit. And I kind of changed sort of the way, not the way I trained, but like I got to see sort of like a professional environment as okay. opposed to just the sort of, Tuesday, th- Thursday, Saturday training with stuff in between because I mean, there's not many professional athletes in Scotland. Most people have jobs, yeah. so you don't really get to see the sort of like how to train full time. I mean, a lot of people think it's just like oh, you go for your run and you just sit in your butt all day. You yeah, don't actually have to do anything else. But it's, it's a lot different. There's a lot. There's a lot more things you can add in with like drills, stretching, the gym that I'd never used to go to, and it becomes sort of like not even a nine to five. It's just like twenty four hours a day every day of the year kind of job. Okay, um, yeah. And like, so when I went to Flagstaff, I ended up meeting people like Nick Willis, Will Lear, David Torrance, and some of the, the, the big sort of international names, meeting yeah. Mo Farah. And then you see like, kind of like how, what they do and how they train. And I was kind of feeding back to coach at the time of like mm-hmm. different training that they were doing. And we kind of learned a lot in a really short period. Um, okay. Going from like, this is when you have to train like seven o'clock on a Tuesday to like, oh, we can look at the weather forecasts, work out whether to go up altitude, down altitude, it become a bit more scientific yeah. in a way. Um, and I think my body just kind of adapted to that sort of full-time training really, really well. Um, it wasn't necessarily more is better, like go from 80 miles mm-hmm. to 100 miles makes you a better athlete. It was more just like you have more time to recover, more time to rest. 
yeah. more time to think about what's like the good thing and the bad thing to do. So okay, yeah. So yeah, it seems. Um, I suppose it's it's like a job, isn't it? You know, when you you start a new job, you have to learn the job inside out, and it's essentially what you're doing. Um, and that's you know that's exactly what you've 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 done. You've you've looked at your. I'm sure you've looked at your diet. You've looked at recovery. You've looked at where you train, uh, when you train. Um, I'm sure you look at sleep patterns. Um, just whatever whatever that professional athlete does. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, it's it you know even when you're telling me like I'm like wow that's actually quite quite a lot of things you have to think about. Um, and you're right you know I I think a lot of people probably do think oh a full time athlete oh yeah they just train once or twice a day but. You know, you've yeah. also got your strength and conditioning, which you do, and um, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, Andrew. My word. Well, it's just, it's just like, well, you know, what it's like the thing with athletics and I guess all sports professionals is it just doesn't stop. You can't clock out and be like, oh, I can have a donut, or like I can miss a training session. Like it's not yeah. as if you you have to be on it. You have to be thinking, oh, is this beneficial for my athletics? You have to come a bit a bit mental you have to become a bit psycho yeah and the fact that does this benefit my athletics yes or no if the answer is no you don't do it okay like i don't like there's a lot of things that i miss out on because it's not beneficial to my athletics but but i mean i don't i'm not like totally anal um, i'll still obviously have a lot of fun but like there's obviously a line and you can't cross that if you want to to, yeah, to make it or be one of the best okay. and you realise that straight away that the one you can see on a training camp people who are dicking about messing about the, uh, even though they're training hard the, the 1% become huge yeah. at like the top top level and you need to make sure that you're not making those mistakes brilliant um, and I think you know from that rise to I mean I remember when um, and I'm going to go back to this because I know we just chatted about it before. Um, you know, I I saw you at Balmoral, and and that was kind of the time where you were. That was really where it all started. You know, not it didn't all start from there, but that's kind of when you started getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And um, yeah, I remember you did the the Scottish Cross Country Championships, and I'm going to mention this because um, <laughs> because that was that was the day I beat you. Um, and yes, it was. <laughs> And, and I remember it. I remember it well. <laughs> so, so what happened to you then? So you were going so down I, that. I don't know. It was uh, Falkirk, wasn't it? And you were going. You know that really. It was that steep, steep drop, hills. and then it goes back up. You're running down that, yeah. and you fell flat on your face, and you, <laughs> and you stood up again. And I was like, you had mud all over your face. It looked like you've you've been in the the wars for God knows how long. So I I, I think I pulled you up or something, and then. Uh, I, uh, and then it, I, you're like, I'm all right, uh, cheers, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, I'm, I'm off. And I kept looking behind. I could see this I could see this muddy guy running quicker, closer and closer. <laughs> and I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you. And uh, yeah, I did. But, and then that, that was it. But, um, but the only time I beat Andrew Butcher when he, when he fell over. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think, it was, I think it was maybe my, my first or second senior race. Yeah. And then, I don't know if it's still 12K, but it was 12 12k race it was a 12k yeah 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 i don't don't think i had the strength of my legs in the last lap to go down that hill and my legs to stop so they just kind of (laughs) like fell underneath me i was obviously i was dying because i went off so hard because i thought i could run well yeah so i think i was in like probably like fourth place at the start of the lap and then probably finished in like 15th oh yeah Um, yeah but but yeah, if you hadn't picked me up, I'd probably still be on the floor now. Oh, brilliant! Um, well, well, I was that tired. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm 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 glad I've I've, I've kind of helped your career um, by by <laughs> pulling you up have. there and get, <laughs> getting you to that 14th place or whatever you are. But 
Um, but I mean, <laughs> I, I will. I will mention though. Since then, you have you have won the Scottish Cross Country Championships, haven't you? Um, since yeah, then, yeah. Few, uh, a, 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 I, a I think I've, I think I've done it twice. And you've won it twice, so, I think, not, haven't you? Is I think right? I've won it twice. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I think I won it twice. So uh, Alistair, he's still the same as me. So I need to get one more just to get to get one up on him. Yeah, definitely. And and <laughs> I, I suppose you, get, you know I'm going to go back to your co- your um, your club mates as well. I mean you've you've had you know as you're growing up you've I, I know Central they see they're, they're real they're a great bunch of athletes. I know a few of them. Yeah. Alistair Hay, yeah. um, you know, Mike, uh, Michael Wright as well. Is he? he he's yeah. Central. Uh, yeah, Central. Yeah. yeah. Who else is there? God, I've forgotten them now. So, on the spot. So when I when I started there, there was like there was like, there was a really good group of like me, Lewis Miller, Alistair Hay, right. Robert Russell, Scott Scott Green, Sean Riley, Scott yeah. McDonald. I like you could name like oh, ten guys yeah. that were like yeah. really good athletes. The the team's kind of dying down slightly just as so people get older and the young ones don't come through as much as they did. Um, yeah. Although there's still really good athletes there. Yeah. When I was there, like I was I was sort of the worst of of the bunch. Yeah. So I was looking up at the guys like Alistair, Lewis, Robert, as like the the best, and Michael Wright as well, like yeah. as like the good athletes in Scotland. Yeah. And then just over time, you end up passing in the sessions. And like you said, Balmoral was I think was the first time, and I'm sorry, Ali, <laughs> it was probably the first time I think I beat him. Um, that was right. He was second, was like, wasn't he? But, yeah. Which for me was like was such a huge step because I'd looked up to Alistair for so many years and just yeah. saw him as like the pinnacle of athletes. I didn't even know who. Mo Farah was or Kelly yeah. Garbuslasi. It was all about Alistair Hay yeah. for me. Um, and, and he's it. And then when I beat him, I was like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I didn't follow athletics. I was a football guy. Um, so like Alistair Hay was like the, the top dog in my opinion. Um, and he was a Commonwealth so Games big, uh, big uh, as well, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, three thirty-five for the fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was like three, I think three thirty-seven, fifteen hundred meters yeah. or three thirty-eight. Uh, in the Delhi 2010 year, That's but like right, I remember yeah. him seeing seeing the sessions and he was just like so good, so smooth and so fast. It was just like oh, one day, one day I want to be like that. <laughs> and look at you now, look at you now. It's it's phenomenal. Um, what you've, yeah. what you've done so far. Um, so I, I've got to go straight into. Um, I think 2016 was in 2017, probably your biggest years. Um, yeah. and just watching you on TV and and. You know, everyone in Scotland, all the athletes, all the juniors, like, are looking to you and going, this guy, and everyone's like, this guy is awesome. What you've achieved and, um, you know, the, the, the five, you know, the 5K getting the Scottish record, um, you know, how, how old's that record? It was one of the oldest tri- distance records on the track, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like maybe like 30, 30 or so years. Nat yeah. Muir held it before, and he was... He was one of the training partners for my old coach, Derek Easton, and I remember Derek used to always say, "Oh, like Nat Muir is like the best athlete ever." Yeah. So like, I think as soon as I broke the record, I was like, "Ha!" In the face, <laughs> like, kind of thing, like yeah. Nat Muir is not the best. I'm not. <laughs> it was like, it was a good, it was good obviously to get the record. I think I broke it maybe a couple times that year. I think it was like, I think it was thirteen. Oh wait. I'm gonna say thirteen sixteen maybe before. Okay. And I got it down to like, oh, obviously thirteen eight, but I ran yeah. thirteen ten, thirteen eleven, thirteen thirteen. Yeah. In, in in that year, um, and, and having it, so having being consistent as well, you know, breaking it consistently is is just shows you know the the talent that you are, you know, you know yeah. it's not even a fluke, you know, you're consistently at that level, which is <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah, brilliant. Okay, um, and then also going on, uh, 
the Olympics at the Rio Summer Olympics in 2016. Uh, how was that? You know, how what was that experience like? I, again, sort of 2016 was such a blur because because the 2015 athlete was so different to the 2016 athlete. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of things happening, like things you hadn't even thought of in 2015, like you were getting invited to Diamond Leagues, like people were like wanting to know who you were, and everything just happened really quickly. And before I knew it, I was in the team for Rio and away training in altitude with like Charlie Grice and Mo yeah. Farah and right. all these athletes all these athletes that were like that you looked up to and, and 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 like you just didn't expect that you were a part of that yeah and again you just, it, it was more like it was finished before you even realized it happened like real was already over and then i realized oh like i didn't have any pressure on it and i wasn't thinking about the races i just went there and, and ran um and like that's probably what helped me i wasn't worried i wasn't nervous so yeah. i ended up finishing sixth um Whereas a lot of the guys who were better than me were probably nervous, and I took advantage of that. Yeah. But yeah, coming coming home after it, and you're like, oh, snap! Like that was that was pretty pretty good. Don't know the last time a white guy finished so high. (laughs) That's what you. That's the thing, wasn't it? I watched it on TV, and I I could just see you just looked. Oh, it was so good to watch. Um, Yeah. We're just jumping up and down, and you know, I broke a few (laughs) ornaments and. My wife was kicking off and oh, but hey, who cares? You got sixth and you're right. Like you know, yeah. it just shows like you just inspiring because like people like you, you know, you've you, you're just a wee dumb blind boy, you know, and you you've done what you have, and it's just totally inspiring to to show that you can compete with the the top guys in the world. Like you know, like you say, you know, you you know, it's not often you see a white guy uh, finish so high in in a in a distance race, and uh, yeah. he certainly did. So it was it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, so obviously that was that you were six there. Um, what else was the experience like? You know, meeting all these like other top athletes, and I suppose you. Yeah, yeah. It, it was quite. At the time, I knew, or I still know, but me and Andy Murray were a bit closer, so like I had sort of known like top athletes. Yeah. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really bothered about sort of like seeing celebrity athletes like. Like I, I, by that time, I'd, I knew Mo Farah quite well, and yeah. I'd met Usain Bolt at previous at some events. So like I wasn't really that bothered about meeting athletes, but like just the general whole village lifestyle was my first ever time in the village. Yeah, and like that was cool. Like being with the British team of like the Brownlee brothers were there. That was like a different event. There was like like different sports that I'd never been a part of. Like you got to see them train, and it was just felt. It was a really nice team atmosphere um, yeah. at the camp, and I had a really good like we were in like apartments, so you got to like have an apartment in my apartment. It was like pretty cool, mixed people in it, and like we all became really good friends. Brilliant. Um, it was just it was just a nice place, and but the only thing was I was the last day, the last event pretty much apart from the marathon the day after. So like yeah. all your all the guys were like going out for nights out, oh, like no. getting absolutely <laughs> smashed. <laughs> And then I'm stuck like, oh, I've still got three days till my final. Like, <laughs> uh, have to just sit, sit at home and, and rest up. Um, so like you you missed out on like some of the the party lifestyle of, of the Olympics of what, what people think it's like. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't have changed it for the world for for, for my sixth place in 1308. So. Oh yeah, totally brilliant. And did did you let your hair down at the end of it? Then did you get a chance to? Yeah, we went. Yeah, the night after the the night 
after the five, the night of the five k, oh, it was a bad night. So <laughs> a very late because the thing was the races were like nine ten p.m. and then like by the time you go through drug testing and the media and then like you get back to your phone and you got like five million messages to oh, reply yeah. to. It's so like two a.m. and you've just got back to the village and had a shower. Jeez. So you're heading out to like I don't even know where we went out to, but. It was a it was a very very late night that night, <laughs> um, but it was good. It was it was nice. It was a well deserved party. Oh, absolutely! After what was a long time journey. Yeah, excellent. So that was um that was in 2016, and going into the the year after, what you know how how did how did things go from there? Um, you know you you, you kept you kept the consistency. Everything was going really well, and you know you're still still smashing up on the on the track and. Um, and also on the roads as well. Um, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about the world championships and um, and that. Yeah, and that I, th- race. I think like one mistake I probably made after Rio was like not really taking a break. Okay. Because I think like I got like a massive boost of just like holy hell, like I'm doing so so well, and that didn't really take much off. So like kept running through the cross country season on tired legs and kind of got a bit tired towards the end of of the year. Yeah. Um, and then like went back to Flagstaff altitude training in January and ran a really really nice indoor season that year that was I was probably in I was in ridiculous shape yeah for this for the early 2018 2017 um indoors and then had to have a break because I was just like gonna toast myself if I didn't have a break <laughs> and then yeah it's, the same thing happened it just followed the same protocol with with the year before like we'd learned we'd learned we learned really really fast um 2017 um I changed coach um, sort of in May, sort of early track season. I had met Terence Mahon um, sort of the year before in Rio. Yeah, and like okay. just we kind of clicked straight away and me and Derek didn't go further apart, but I was traveling so much more and there was a lot of things happening in both of mm-hmm. our lives at the same at the same time and we just kind of drifted apart, I think, um, yeah. even though we're still on, on good terms. and Yeah, yeah. It was it was just to get into the professional environment of having a professional coach full time and Terence has obviously coached like athletes like Alistair Craig thirteen oh two and yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Hall to his two oh six marathon. He's he's coached a lot of good athletes and I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna get, get involved in this. Yeah. Which was a good which was a good move. Terence took me on. We kinda didn't really like follow his training straight away. We did like our own my own kind of stuff yeah. with Derek's training. Um just so it wasn't a complete change. Okay. But yeah, like I think twenty seventeen was a but for me, was much more accomplished than 2016. 2016 was a wasn't lucky, but it was like it was a bit of like here's a couple of races, race them, and then it was done. Like there wasn't really much like sort of periodization strategy going into like Rio with like tapering off. It was all just like this is it was all just like this is so much fun. This is so much fun. This is so much fun. Like yeah. I wasn't really thinking like a professional athlete. I was like just living the dream. And then 2017, it was like okay, now is the time we got like. Where do you want to, what, what do I want to achieve? What? Do, how do I think I can do it? How mm-hmm. do I think I can compete against the, the Kenyans and, and, and the Eastern Africans? Um, so like we came with, it, with with our plan of of how to get through the year. I didn't. I like opened up with a thirteen eleven in Eugene. Um, after not feeling too good. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a diamond league, wasn't it? it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I opened up pretty fast. Um, and then we realised, oh well, shit, we're in. Good shape, we're in 13 shape, and we didn't think that was in that good shape. Um, so we went to altitude, and I did I did a long stint of altitude, eight weeks, um, out in Fontainebleau with Charlie Grice, yep. leading up into into London. 
Um, and then London was difficult because because this time I had pressure. Okay. I was we were we were talking about about meddling and like we had a race plan to put out. Um, uh, yeah. And the thing was, I pardon. I suppose as well, coming from you know sixth place in the Olympics, you know you're yeah you, you naturally you're going to be be looking for the the next step. Um, yeah, you, yeah, I mean you're not going to go back for another sixth place. Yeah. Um, the thing like we had a plan to sort of like attack from further out because I couldn't close last year in a fifty-two. So if I leave it to a 52, then I'm I'm not going to win the race or I'm not going to finish top three. Okay. So the plan was like to go from further out, sort of kind of Bikeli style previously, running like a 3.55 last mile. Oh, but geez. it all kind of changed because I got so intense with the crowd that the crowd was so good that it totally threw me off my game. And yeah. like before you, before I realised I had two laps to go and I was at the back. So I was yeah. like, oh crap. So like I kind of made a move like with like, Six seven hundred to go. I started to move up to the front with Mo, and um, yeah, I used way too much energy to get to the front, so I had nothing last lap. Oh, so nightmare. I just kind of held held on for eighth place. Yeah, but it was a good it was a good year. I, th- I finished off ranked ninth in the world, um, right. which was which was I think I was fourteenth in the world the year before. So okay, twenty seventeen was, was was a better ranked year for me, yeah. even though I finished lower in the in the major champs. Um, but I mean, um, and, to, and, to be honest, sorry? you still, you know, you you still managed to get to the final, and you you were still eight, oh, yeah. and uh, and like you say, you know, some sometimes on the day things just tactics as well, yeah. you know, you can't, you sometimes you just can't control what's going to happen, and um, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just absolutely impressive as well to to still finish off in thirteen eleven, you know, thirteen eleven, and and for for the five k, um, yeah. Yeah, and also as well, like you know, you, you say the five k, but you, you're also pretty speedy in the the shorter stuff as well. Now you know you, what's your fifteen hundred just now? It's three thirty seven. Uh, is that right? Yeah, around like three fifty four. So it was it was indoors like a three fifty four mile that yeah. that I went through in three thirty seven. But like it was, but like I've not done it on the out. I think I've my fast on the outdoor tracks like three thirty nine. I I definitely could run fast. Yeah, yeah. But like I've not like been. I've not been focused on the fifteen. With the five k, but I mean, who knows? I'll I'll probably do one this. Well, maybe do one this year if uh, it all goes well. Um, okay, and that kind of but, brings me on to the the next question. So, you know, you've also got targets for for this year. Um, but just tell us a little bit about your injury that you had earlier this year. You, you fractured your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah. yeah. And you're also in yeah, a so, uh, scooter, weren't you? So yeah, so like I went. So we made the decision to. So we had I had a deal. Um, so my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend Lindsay, had a deal with coach. We were seeing coach um, that if you moved from Boston to California, we would make the move. Okay. And he was like, so he was like, okay, like I'm gonna make the move. And I'd never been to San Diego. Yeah. And Lindsay had, and he was like, okay, I'm moving to San Diego. So I was like, oh, snap! Like I was like, I'm moving. <laughs> so like out off a whim, like after Fort Mom, Lindsay and I just kind of had a little chat, and we were like. Okay, let's just let's just do it. Like we don't. What if you live life like playing the easy route all the time, like comfortable route? Yeah, it sucks. Like I could have easily stayed in the UK and done training from Terence abroad and been a good athlete. But why not go to California? Why not make these stupid, crazy moves? Yeah. Um. So we decided to move out. I'd never been here, and we went straight to Flagstaff. Um. In January. 
very good group out there. Me, Lindsay, and Chris of the higher share house. Good. And I was getting into good shape, and I think I was in maybe. No, I wouldn't say I was in too good shape, but like my foot was getting. It wasn't. I didn't have a stress fracture. It wasn't sore. Okay. But I was running a lot on the indoor track and flag stuff, which is kind of really hard and not banked. So you're putting a lot of pressure on that. Like it's like turning a car left. Yeah. All the time, like the outside tire is going to get worn fast. Um. So when I went to the indoor race, like I felt in really good shape, and I was like coming around like maybe like. 800 meters to go of a uh, 3k. Okay. And I came off the I came came off the bank and I just felt my foot pop. Ah. And I was like, I just felt it crack. And I was like, Shh. during the race, I was like, I like, I felt it go, but I didn't think it was broken, so I just kept running. Well, I, part of me thought it was broken, part of me didn't. I've Ooh. never had an injury in my life, and like, finished the race off. I, st- I still ran like 740 something, uh, 747 maybe. But on a like, broken foot. Yeah, but I, yeah, Jesus. but I was, but I was hurt. Like the last couple laps were not, pain, were not like smooth. They were painful laps. Oh um, man, I suppose like, the adre- adrenaline keep me going. <laughs> yeah, I can like cross the line, took my shoe off, and I was like, "Wow, this is really sore." Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure my foot is broken. Like I put my foot in my in my normal shoe and limped downstairs and saw Terence and like. I, I think Lindsay was just away to race. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really want to put her off. Or Chris was away to race. I didn't really want to put them off and say, like, oh, Terrence, like, I fucked it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. But I said to him, I was like, I was like, coach, like, I just broke my foot. And he was like, <laughs> no, you've not. Like, because I'm, I'm like, I was always, like, injury prone, like, never had any injuries. And, uh, and then, like, turns out I got a scan and, yeah, I'd fractured my navicular which is kind of like the bone through where you tie your shoelaces like if you were there's a thick bone there like mm-hmm. if, if you were to point through where you tie your shoelaces um that's the bone where i cracked straight down oh. and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a stress fracture it was just a trauma break um there's lots everyone i've spoken to has a different idea on why i broke it and like to be honest like i don't even listen i don't i'm not really i don't i wasn't really bothered about how i broke it i was just like let's just not break it again <laughs> Let's not so do. We'll get, uh, let's not go back to that track and train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's not let's not let's not let's not break it. So, like I, I was quite a tall toy runner before. Um, kind of like skimmed across the top of the ground. You're bouncy and like you're, the bouncy, you look like you flew. Yeah, bouncy, but bouncy off the toes, which which was good. Yeah, but like potentially that could have been a reason that my foot broke. Okay. Um, so we decided to like parents saw an opportunity to try and change sort of not change running style, but changed so that i landed more midfoot um rather than like up my toes okay like we just took like sort of the best looked at like sort of the best um mechanics an an athlete can have yeah we're not saying there's like a right way but like if you look at like kipchoge farah yeah paul ratcliffe uh, heli gabsalasi like all of them land midfoot nice and neat with a nice stride so we're like okay let's just work on this whilst whilst you're fucked let's just sort out your stride yeah. and work out your foot positioning so that you don't crack your foot again so yeah. I went back to the UK got my pins put in surgery went well and I ended up going to a place called Bisham Abbey down in London area um, and trained with the Olympic Rehab Centre right okay and they were they were unbelievable I was there for six weeks which was a long six weeks away from Lindsay and away from coach mm-hmm. but we got like the general sort of 
foot healing before I came back to San Diego, before I could start to walk again. Okay. Um, usually a navicular break is, can be like a year to two years out. So like one of famous athletes have had them broken. Like Paula had hers broken, I think. Evan Yeager, the steelchaser, had his broken 2011. Yeah. And it's, it takes them usually about a year to kind of get back. Um, but and we didn't have a timeline. I was just like, I'm just like, so I just want to get things done now. I'm like, can I heal? How quickly can I heal? How quickly can I race? Like, let's just push, 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 push. So I kind of pushed it early on to try and get back or like to try and let, let it heal. Came back to San Diego and coach was like, dude, like just slow down. Like we don't need to like think about British champs. Don't think about European champs. Don't think about meddling. Let's just start your foot out. Yeah. Get your stride right. Think about like the next sort of five, ten years on the track. And let's just do this properly. Yeah. So we did like battered myself with drills in in the gym from like nine in the morning till six, seven at night every day. Jeez. Cross training on the bike in the pool, lifting weights, uh, like stability stuff for my foot, just like nonstop seven days a week. That's um, incredible. That's yeah, incredible. probably driving like driving like everyone insane with like <laughs> with doing sort of rehab stuff. Yeah. And. Like I've come back pretty well. I'm I'm up to a decent mileage, and I'm I'm definitely I'm in. I could definitely race a five k and run pretty fast just now. But we're right, going to take our time and make sure that that I'm that I'm 100 in yeah. PB shape. Um, Especially since um, you know you this was only February that you had this injury, um, and yeah, and that's, yeah. This is now June. You know, it's coming up to June, end of June now, and you know for it to be. Obviously, you don't want to put a time frame on it, and you're coming back now, no. and you're not. Yeah, I'm sure you're not at your peak peak or where you want to be yet. But obviously, the yeah. physical side, all the physical work that you put in in the recovery is is incredible, and that's probably testament to why you're back so quickly. Um, what about the the emotional side? You know, like how how did you deal with it initially? And in, in, you know how because that would be a big player as well, not just the physical prep, but. How did you try and cope with 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 getting back and and getting to where you were um, from an emotional point of view? Yeah, so like I think like the, the initial thing was, so when I broke my foot or when I when I cracked it in the race, everyone after it was telling me that it wasn't broken, so I was just thinking I sprained it, but it was a, it was a hard place to strain to sprain an ankle on like a flat surface. Okay. Um, so like when I got the phone call to say that it was broken. I was in bits, like, I was with Lindsay at Harvard, I was on the bike, um, and I was in a boot already, yeah. but, like, when we found out that it was broken, I was, like, in bits, because, like, the Commonwealth Games was coming up, and me and Lindsay had done a lot of PR stuff, and we were really looking forward to just, like, kind of enjoying summer as athletes together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it, just gone, like, in an instant. Like, and oh. it's not like, it's like, Lindsay can still enjoy it, and it's not like I'm bad because I can't like it obviously sucks for her too because she's not got a friend to, to hang out with and what, and her boyfriend yeah. there next to her training but we, I, literally it was just thinking like you know what just suck it up Bucci and just crack on because <laughs> there's nothing I can do that's going to stop that's going to like help me unless yeah. apart from getting it fixed and, and, and doing my rehab coach straight away was like yep let's get this pinned so as soon as we could pin it we pinned it brilliant and, quote from Andrew and like, Butcher and, let's just suck, suck it up and crack on there you yeah. go listeners brilliant well, I'm not yeah. saying like about, about oh, injuries are like injuries are really hard and like I'm I'm like I'm not big headed but like, I'm quite a positive person 
So like, even if I was to get kicked in the balls, I'd find like a good thing about it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna take a positive like attitude on it, even though it sucks. But like, oh, that and that's the thing with injury. Like, if you think positively about your injury, like you are gonna heal quicker. Like the body's like an amazing thing, and like I've seen athletes like that have navicular issues, and obviously I got really good treatment. But like, I've had so many messages from like kids, especially in the US, like collegiate kids who've broken foot, broken their foot, or they've had stress fractures, and they're like. Oh, I can't deal with it. Blah blah blah. And yeah. I'm like, just looking like be happy, do things that like, make you feel like you're running. Go out the bike outside, get fresh air. Like, yeah. that's the, all the things that we did. It was like keeping ourselves as normal as possible, rather than like just sitting on my ass yeah. eating like crisps all day. Like, yeah. it was just about like being positive and like. The lucky thing for me was I had Lindsay. Lindsay was there and she was racing, so I kind of got to f- feel like I was at the Commonwealth Games through her and like yeah. through other athletes and and like went to track meets to watch people race i didn't ever like just like throw the towel in ever that was never never an option um and again like this was my first injury so i'd never i've not been through it before so i understand like if people have had like four or five injuries like over time yeah i'm sure it's going to get pretty hard and like it's going to be hard to stay positive like after just always getting injured but i mean that's just not me yeah well you certainly got an awesome you know awesome outlook on it and i think it's an inspiring and a lot of people learn from that as well so that's awesome um now speaking about um you know you've mentioned Lindsay and 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 he's you know he's your girlfriend and Lindsay sharp who you know i won't play her down you know she's a scottish girl um you know mainly competes in 800 meters she's been the 2012 european champion representing gb at the olympic games in london she's won a silver at the commonwealth games in 2014 and has an 800 pb of 157 uh Third fastest 800 meter, um, and she also got to the final in in Rio as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it pretty. Uh, I, I must say, a power couple. Um, must be pretty oh, awesome to <laughs> to have someone like that to train with as well. And and I'm sure, I'm sure you know, you you both work together and and do, you know your coach. You've got the same coach um, as well, so. So kind of how how does that work? You know how does the dynamics of his of his both kind of training together and or do you train together? Or do you do certain things differently or kind of uh, how, how does that work? It's still really individual. I mean, like Lindsay's her own athlete and I'm my own athlete. If, if I want to do something, I'll do it, and if she wants to do something, she can do it. We're both like it's not like a couple. It's like not like couples who train together stay together kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like <laughs> it's like we'll just do what coach says. The coach says Lindsay's in the track one day and I'm on it the next, and that's okay. fine. But, like, we do link up. The thing is, Lindsay's, sort of, like, her pace is, like, 58, which suits me for, like, when I'm doing kind of faster stuff. Okay. So, like, yeah. I end up kind of doing, like, some stuff with her. And then, obviously, when I go longer, she's, she can't keep up. But she's faster than me, so I can sprint with her. So who, um, would, who would win the 200 metres? You or Lindsay? Uh, she would definitely win 100 metres. Okay, yeah. But I think I would maybe win. To, oh, that'd be quite. would be quite a good race to be honest. That'd be a good Because she she gets out. She's quick getting out the blocks, and I'm like more like a slug being a five. <laughs> take 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 her time <laughs> to get going. That's it. These um, distance runners take a while to get going. Find out where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes takes us takes us some time. <laughs> no, but it's really it's really easy. Like having her there when we're training together. It's just like it's just the same thing. Like leave the house together, and like you can talk about training and. I mean, it's been hard because I've been injured, so I've not really been there. But like, just the past couple of weeks, when I've been training, like, it's been so nice to have her compliment me and 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 be there. She she she's been really supportive through the whole 
whole process. And I think she she probably found it harder than I have having to race without me in it because she she had a quite hard start to the year. Didn't obviously run well. Come off games and yeah. taking her time to, to kind of get to too flat yeah. this summer a bit longer than normal. But she's in a good place now. Brilliant. Um, but I think I'm not saying it was my fault. But I'm, I partly feel like if I'd been there, it'd been a bit easier for her. Um, but nah, she's good and and she's she's one of the ones who I think. If someone wants to know how to train hard, take a look at Lindsay and and, and see how she, see what she does because she puts her neck in line every day and and puts a, a hard graft hard graft in. Yeah, well, you both you know you both certainly do. It's it's awesome awesome to see and uh, just for you uh, you know tell tell us and uh, I'm obviously you've got an Instagram uh, account and we're always looking at your Insta stories and um, oh, so. I've... So, so one of the ones uh, I want to chat about. What, what's the deal with your tash? What, what, where did this come about? Is this? Uh, you know, I got some bad. I shaved it yesterday. I know. I saw it, and then um, my wife Debbie yeah. follows you. She's always looking at. She's always st- stalking you. Like she looks at. <laughs> so like she I, looks at you more than me these days. Um, but she, <laughs> she was gutted that you you shaved the the tash. Like. I know. I've had a few messages. Yeah. Aye, aye. So, what, why did so, you grow it? So I so I so I started growing it last year just for like I don't even know how it happened. I think it was kinda of like a bet with a couple of people. <laughs> but like it just kinda of, just kinda of kept growing and like I actually got to like a it was really bad last year, like I'm not gonna lie, it was it was awful. It takes me a long time, mad baby face to grow some facial hair. But it's, it's a pride like decent, moment, is it? Decent, pardon? Pride moment. Yes. Yeah. And and I it took me a, a long quite a long time to kinda of like get it to a good state. I got to a good state and then I was a so I went to watch USA Champs on the weekend and everyone's kind of said like you need to shave that thing like <laughs> people hate it but then like Lindsay likes it and I thought it was fun and um, yeah like I was at USA Champs and Emma Coburn Steel Chaser yeah, we were yeah. out for dinner together and uh, her mum was there and her mum I was sitting with her and her mum and Will Lear and he has a moustache and her mum was like oh like you know like I think you got to shave your moustache. I was like, really? Like, do you not like it? Like, because I always just play like a little bit of fun with it. Like, yeah. I was like, do you not like it? She's like, no. Honestly, like, you look so much better without your moustache. And then, like, it's straight away, everyone's got to me. Like, Emma, her husband, got to me. And they're like, well, especially was like, you know, like, if Emma's mum says to do something, like, you got to do it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like, what's like I've got to shave the moustache. Oh, and it's funny because I was I was I was there doing like a New Balance photo shoot with okay. the mustache on, and as soon as I got back to San Diego, like I shaved it off. And like <laughs> Lindsay was happy, like Lindsay's happy that it's gone now. I think it's quite a good thing. But the New Balance guys were quite annoyed because I obviously took all the pictures with like an awful mustache, and then as soon as I get home, <laughs> I shave it off. So I think they were they were a bit annoyed that I didn't do it beforehand. Hey, that might um you know when they see that that good looking chap on the the billboards, you know it's uh. The, People will buy the New Balance kit with, with that tash, I tell you that. You need to grow Just for the moustache. Aye, exactly. The, the, the golden moustache. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, yeah, I, I've got a couple more questions. Obviously, I'm aware of time, so it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, so I'm sure you've probably got some training to do, or you probably... Nice. Yeah. So, um, lunch, is ne- lunch is next for me. Lunch. Oh, lunch, is it? Well, <laughs> talking about lunch then, what what do you eat? Tell us what you eat, and do, what can I, do you have any treats, if, and what are the treats? I mean, lunch, I mean, sorry, just general food's pretty good. Like, I probably eat better when I'm in Lindsay's here. All right. Um, <laughs> but 
but yeah, I eat pretty healthy. Like I don't snack too much. Like just general, like porridge in the morning, eggs at lunch, just a normal dinner. It's not like nothing fancy. I don't have like I'm not gluten free. I don't I'm not vegan. Like no, just yeah. like normal food. Like Scottish person. Like if I had to have a chippy, I'd have a chippy. Brilliant. Not too bothered. What about but haggis? Yeah, haggis. All in moderation. All in moderation. Yeah. But yeah. like for a treat, like for me, has to be a cookie. Like, probably one a week, I'd say, um, if I feel like I need it, but... Right. Yeah. Okay, and what what kind of American food? Is it a big cookie, or is it just a tiny one, or what? Uh, nah, what you, you, have to, you have to go big. Artificial, or? Nah, if you're going to have a cookie, you have to have a good, hearty chocolate chip, yeah. warm cookie. Oh, um, brilliant. Okay, well, that's the secret, folks. Get a chocolate no, chip cookie, down you? I would say that's a secret. I would say that's a treat. If you have a good workout, then get that cookie. Brilliant. Okay, right, I've got one. I've got one final question. Then we've got a series of of fartlet questions. We call them. They're just like one liners. Yep. So probably the the next kind of big question for me is: What's your targets? What, what goals have you got um, for the season and and going into the next kind of couple of couple of years? Um, what, what have you got? Yeah. So like so like this season. Um, still unsure on like when we're going to start. We're not going to put a date on it. Um, but I'm definitely coming back faster than I thought I was. So okay. I will be on the track at some point this summer. Um, and I don't really have like a target. I just want to. As soon as I race, I want to compete. So again, like just to win. I wish I want to win races, whether it's a diamond league race or a smaller race. But yeah. Um, I think it's more sort of towards next year. They were looking at trying to stay injury free. We'll do a cross-country season, I'm sure. Um, maybe do indoors, but maybe not. Still need to have chat to coach about that. Okay. But in the long term, in the long term, it's definitely we have we look we're looking at that 13 minute barrier. Um, there's not many white guys that have done it. No, Actually, not, not many tough. guys that have done it overall in the past couple of years. Um, and I definitely have the potential to to do that. We 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 still scratching the surface with the sessions that we can do, and coach has a has a plan for me. So yeah. with the sub thirteen comes like that's when you're looking at the top five in the world, top three in the world, and and medals. So Tokyo is obviously the the, the biggest one in the in the in the in the horizon. Yeah, um, that's in twenty twenty, so isn't it? First, so. first, yeah. Firstly, obviously you got to make 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 it through the heats, and then you can try and roll the final. But I guess like staying injury free, staying healthy, happy lifestyle, um, and then running fast is is always is always the goal. Yeah. Um, and just to try and rack as many medals as, as, as I can. Excellent. I've still got a long career yeah. ahead. Um, and talking about that long... With, yeah. Pardon? And talking about that long career, in terms of longer distances, do, do you think you'll stay with five kilometres or five K? Or do you think you'll, um, yeah. you'll, you'll step I'll, up a bit? Or? I think it's like you kind of stay short for as long as you can. Yeah. I mean, over years, you can progressively just get slower and go longer. But like... I reckon I've got a good few more years at the 5K. Then again, a few more, a few years at 10K. Um, and then if I have to go to the roads, then I will. I'm, I'm guessing I will just to kind of keep my foot in, in the sport. I don't particularly want to, to, to hang the spikes up anytime soon. And, okay. And then just get a normal job. I'll yeah. be probably hopefully be a, a full time athlete for quite a while. Um, so yeah, again, like in the long, long term, talking like. 10 plus years I'll go to the roads and okay. maybe run a marathon but uh, I've got a lot of unfinished business to do in the track and 
with the 5K and with the 1500 meters as well. So yeah. I'll, I'll start with the hut and then and then go longer in the future. Brilliant. And uh, one, sorry, one last question. Um, what kind of advice would you give to like promising young Scottish athletes? Um, obviously, you're from Scotland, so is there anything yeah. that you you would you would say to if people listen to this? Um, what what would you say would be your your number one bit of advice? I guess like number one bit of advice is is enjoy it. I mean, like there's a lot. It's hard. I wasn't an, I wasn't an athlete at a young age, so like it'd be hard for me to say to a twelve year old, oh yeah, go to training every night. There's a whole thing which is like just keep fit. Just do whatever makes you happy. If that's football and you end up doing football, then go for it. If you're like an 18-year-old that's just getting into athletics, then stick with athletics. Do what's do what's fun for you. But most importantly, is just to listen to your coach, listen to your body, and and just have fun with it. Yeah. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, because I didn't put any pressure on myself and ended up doing pretty good. So yeah, again, like any anybody can can just be like me. I'm just a regular person. So <laughs> awesome. Right, so that's that's awesome advice. Um, one last bit of one last part of the show. It's called uh, fartlet questions, i.e., oh aka quickie questions are called. So, are you yeah, ready? I'll try. I'll try not speak then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> park run or marathon? Um, park run. Race it or pace it? Race it every day. Road or trails? Road. Easy run or cross train? Easy run. Now, this is an American one for you. Sneakers or trainers? Trainers. Solo run or group session? Solo run. Morning glory or evening shuffle? Evening shuffle. And what's your favourite race? Uh... Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a London, good one, huh? London Diamond League. Okay. Diamond yeah. League yeah. F- favorite shoe. Favorite shoe is New Balance eighties. Eight eighties, and they're uh, what kind of shoe are they? Jogging shoes, just Jogging. for everyday miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, running hero. Pardon? Running hero. Running hero after hey. Oh, brilliant! Look at that. Keep it local. On the <laughs> mon, mon the alley. It has to be Alex. <laughs> Miles or kilometres? Miles. Mountain Dew or Iron Brew? Iron Brew. Co or Ovet? Uh, fuck Co, Ovet. <laughs> music or podcast? Uh, music. Tash or no Tash? Oh, I'd say no Tash. <laughs> oh, me, brilliant. Right, well, that's us. In fact, I've got one one last question. Sorry, I know it's probably it's good. Pro- right. So, do do you have a beer? Do you drink beer? Or are, you, are you off that? You don't drink. Beer, nah, right? off the off the beer. Maybe the odd glass of wine. Okay, uh, right. We're, that we're planning on doing a a beer, a beer mile championships at some point, and oh, I, God. I'm sure you know uh-huh. what the, you know what that's about. The Scottish version yeah. is hellish, but the yeah. the beer mile in America is much better. But. Um, what time do you think you could do for a beer mile if you if you were to do one? Oh God, maybe I uh, don't. Know, I'm not going to set the bar too high. I'd say about eight minutes, just eight because minutes. I'd take about a lifetime to drink it. Um, okay. But yeah, I think I think I've done one before. I've done one before, but I cheated. 
Right. I think probably eight minutes. Eight minutes. I've through it properly. Eight minutes. Well, you. I must say, the leaderboard we've got so far. You're at the bottom of that. Everyone yeah, is yeah, going to yeah, be buzzing imagine. that they think, but we haven't done it officially yet. But that's just um, anecdotal. So we'll hopefully get uh, get a beer mile champs and we'll get get a leaderboard and people will be able to <laughs> can come back for that. Uh, none of this diamond league. Go f- come back for the Scottish beer mile champs. <laughs> right, um, Andrew, that's uh, awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show. Um, it's been an awesome insight in, into your training into your you're running life and uh, yeah hopefully see you back in, in Scotland soon and um, yeah thank you very much brilliant no worries thanks for having me thank you fantastic that was that's great thanks Kyle and thanks Andy for joining us on the show that's really interesting so what we're going to talk about now is we'd like to we're going to preview the upcoming Inverness Campus 5k firstly the men's race and next week we'll get on to the women's race now, both fields are, are, to be honest, stacked. Outside of the Scottish Champs in Edinburgh, this is the fastest 5 well, So, ultimately, it's the second fastest 5K, we think, on road in Scotland this year. So, what we'll do is we're going to have a quick rattle-through of the, of the big players who are running, and then we'll have a bit of a discussion about who we think have the, has the, the best chances for the win. So, we talk about the first five. You've got some serious names, first six even, some serious names in there. We've got John Newsom, Inverness Harriers, on the front with a PB of 14.31. We've got Mark Mitchell, yeah. Forrest Harriers, 14.32, who I believe is pacing. We've then got our man Kenny Wilson, Moray, 14.35. Will Mackay, Aberdeen AC, 14.45. Gavin Bryson, oh. Edinburgh AC, 14.52. And then we'll round out there with Stephen Mackay, Inverness Harriers, 15.17. And I know him, Steve, I don't know Stephen, but I know, I'm aware he's a 1,500-meter guy, so... That's that's incredible, isn't it? That field. Yeah, that's that's an awesome field to, to especially up. And I know we we uh, we go about saying the north, oh the north. Um, there's they're few and far between all these runners, and um, you know, and getting getting a, a standard, uh, up, you know, a real in depth, you know, a depth, a good depth of a field uh, up up north is great. Um, so yeah, it, it's good that everyone, you know, there's people who are, who are coming from the central belt to run. Um and yeah, just everyone coming together to 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 get some fast time. So yeah, it just shows that you know, regardless of where you are, you can still gather people around to to you know to 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 you know run fast times. And it's good to see that Mark's uh, going to be pacing. So I take it is is that mean he's not going to be racing the whole thing, or well, is he I just going to pull out after three k? Or I don't know. I just noticed at the bottom of the start list, it's got Mark Mitchell, fourteen thirty two pacemaker. So I don't actually know what what they're gonna have him run, but maybe they maybe they want to take the guys out. At, maybe they're shooting for fourteen thirty or that. I'm I'm not sure, but that that'll be interesting. I think for me, I think you've got to look at Kenny Wilson. You know, I was gonna agree. Bias, but he's in yeah. form. Yeah, James Wilson's brother Kenny. Um, yeah, I would I would agree. Kenny's running really well. He's he's posting some pretty sweet speedy sessions on on Strava just now. Um and yeah, I would I would put my put my pennies in the basket for for Kenny. Um, you know, I, again, we're not gonna be you know beat around the bush. Uh, there's a few other good runners there who who might give give Kenny a good a good go. Um, I mean, John Newsom's a, a sub 30 minute 10k runner. Uh, you know, he's got the fastest time in paper at 14:31. Whether or not he's in that shape is uh, is to be 
decided well, on the night, I suppose. Well, do you know what my my comment on that would be? So Kenny's fourteen thirty-five. He ran that in armor this year. John uh, John's five k time, looking at it, is a few years old now. You know, it's it's uh, on power of ten. It looks to be, yeah, quite potentially quite out of date. So. I think you're right. We know Kenny is in that sort of shape at the moment, which will be key. Will Mackay is another one who I think I'm not sure what shape Will's in right now, um, but I, th- you know, it's certainly I would say Kenny is the is the danger man there. Yeah, I would say. I mean, Will's uh, you know he's a ten, he's won the the ten thousand meter championships, uh, the Scottish championships, uh, a couple of times now, um, and you know he's. Maybe over the longer distance, will would shine more than than the five k. But uh, yeah, he's definitely someone to be reckoned for. Stephen Mackay as well. I mean, you know, Stephen's yes, he is a fast runner. Like uh, you know, certainly in the the shorter distances. I mean, he's he's one fifty for an eight hundred meters, which is crazy. Uh, you know, that's a crazy crazy time. Um, in his fifteen hundred meters, uh, you know, he's a free. I, I don't know. His, his personal best for for the fifteen hundred, but it's it's definitely three fifty lows I would imagine. Um, so if he can transfer some endurance over that over that distance, uh, the five k, then you know he can he could definitely push to to low uh, sub fifteen anyway, which would could get us to well could certainly get him a podium as well. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the eighth ranked person as well, Frankie Barton now. Wow, he's he's eighth down in paper in fifteen thirty two, but Frankie's Frankie's um sixty, you know. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's so he, it, but Frankie does not look. I'm sure he's sixty years old. God, I, I hope he I hope he is. So if he's not, I'm gonna get my head kicked in. I think. Um, but yeah, Frankie's he, he got a, he won the Baker Hughes ten k when he was um I'm sure it was on his fiftieth birthday, um. So yeah, I mean he's he's certainly not in the fifteen thirty shape anymore, but uh, he's still a phenomenal runner and doesn't look anything near sixty years old. So it'd be good to see him running well, and you know it's great to see him still competing, um, and you know and and fight, you know, competing with his age group as well, and and smashing that up as well. So yeah, really good. Um, I'm just gonna look down the list as well. I'll just you know, obviously the the ranked everyone who's ranked in in, in the field uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be um ranked ranked that time at the end of uh, after the race. Uh, so I, I predict that James Wilson's gonna run a PB. Um, you know, he's been smashing the sessions with his brother. He's I think in the, some of the shorter sessions, uh, James has actually beaten Kenny. So. There you go. Um, certainly in the four hundred, so it'd be good to see James getting getting a PB. So James, uh, Donnie James McDo- so James's PB is sitting at fifteen forty. What would you expect James to to be shooting for here? Good God, he's gonna. I can't. I, I, that's you're putting me in the spot low, here. I, surely you, he's gonna be. I'm gonna, gonna say 15, 15, 15, 10. 15, 20. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I would say so. I think he's he, he's going to have to. I mean, he's been putting the training in. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, so yeah, it'd be good to see uh, him get smashing a PV. Um, and uh, Donnie McDonald from Inverness. He's you know he's been he, he's been doing quite a lot of different runs. Uh, he was doing the marathon in in Manchester. Uh, he also he did another marathon Edinburgh. Did he not do possibly pass? I know he did another one, but. 
Um, so yeah, he's got a good bit of speed as well. So it just shows as well. I must, you know, going back to um, going back to the Inverness guys. Like there's a really good group of runners in, in the Inverness uh, club, and I know a lot of them. You know, a lot of them will train together and and, and push each other on. Um, and you know, not only the Inverness club, but you know, the the North will train with Inverness or the you know a lot of the North runners will you know, go and do a run in Forest on a Sunday and we'll all just just do an easy run. So there's a real good community of, of runners, all albeit uh, in different clubs as well. So I think that's probably why there's been, there's a bit of buzz around this race is because uh, you know, I think the North guys and girls think there's a recognise that there's um that you know there's a there's a desire to, to run fast times and you don't have to always go down to the central belt to, to or even in England to to compete with the you know and to get personal best and to compete with the, the best as well. So well, what there I like, you go. And what I like, well, one thing I like, let's say, looking at the list, the you know, there's the field is is well, it's men and women on the same list. So the field is 63 deep, and that's you know 19 minutes and under from a PB perspective. And I look at it, and it's there's real groupings in there. You know, there's a, obviously we talked about the guys at the front. There's a grouping at sub 15. There's a lot of people kicking around 16 minutes. You know, I can see there's three guys with PBs on 60 minutes plus another few guys low 16s. There's a load of guys around 16:30 who um, shooting for that. You know, myself included. You know, and Ben Ward for, um, sitting there as well. So I think there's going to be some really you know, competitive racing, which is really exciting. And the other thing I like is that the list is pretty much all Northeast runners. So you've got 62 yeah. competitive, I mean, we're not talking international class all the way through the field, you know, we're talking just good competitive club running. And this races like this that are going to, you know, drive people to, to shoot on. I mean, I've at the start of the year, if someone said to me, you're going to have a target race in July of a 5K, I would have laughed. I would have thought, no shot. But, <laughs> you know, this, you know, the, the way this event's been pulled together, you know, and the the way that the Inverness guys have got behind it, load of, you know, it's good, the clubs like Metro, we're sending a load of guys up, you know, there's loads of, there's Mori guys in there, there's there's a load of guys from, there's a couple of Harry's, there's, you know, Aberdeen have got a big squad going up, so, yeah, it's really, I'm, I am really excited about it, and we'll talk about the women next week, but, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Yeah, it will be, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm just looking at the start list again, and, and, there's some other guys who I know are going to smash times uh, if they're running well. I mean, there's uh, Cameron Young, who's he's a top triathlete. Uh, he's 16 minutes dead. Finley Murray, who's 16 minutes dead. PB Hamish Hickey, who's been running a 33. Uh, he's only not even you know he's he's a teenager. Under 20. Um, under 20. Um, there's a guy. Yeah, just just a few. Just a lot of runners who, are, who are, you, you know, or those times certainly don't reflect what what they can run over a five k. And I think that you know that that also applies to you, Tom. You know, your your PB is sixteen forty eight now. And Ben, oh, I did realize yourself and Ben are exactly the same time. We are, yeah. Oh, that's going to be a yeah, shoot, that'll be showdown. interesting. That'll, that'll be a little uh, a little shoot out there. I see. It will be exciting. Um, well, so yeah, it's, it's a it's a rematch for me and Ben. Exactly, like. So what about you? What what are you looking looking for then? Have you got a particular? I know you you mentioned your, your time a couple of weeks ago. Have you have you changed your mindset? Or are you so going to be think, looking for, for quicker? What? We'll see how I get on this Sunday. So this Sunday the ten k. But I think to be honest, I look at the times. You know, running sort of consistently around thirty four minutes. I went under thirty four minutes last year for ten k. 
you know, 72, well, high 72s for the half this year. Maybe not quite in the shape it was then, I don't think. But I think I, I think sub 16.20 is is runnable. I think, uh, and I think in a field like this, people to chase, being chased by my wife. Let's not forget. <laughs> I think I think yeah. there's a real. I think I think I can go quick. But again, we'll. Uh, We'll see on the day. I, I'm very, it's a, a Friday night race. So I'm very excited, but I'm gonna. I'll, I will put next week. I'll put an, a firm time down. I promise you that. I love it. Good stuff. Brilliant. The big, the big okay. disappointment. The big disappointment is your name's on this list, mate. The people want to see I, Kyle I, Gregg line up at this race. Oh, no. I would. Do you know what? I'd, I'd love to, but uh, just too many. Uh, my, I don't even know what to say. Five k. I don't know what I would. I actually don't know if I would be able. To, Run, I don't know. I, I actually, I'd be racing your 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 wife. You would, but you'd by be, far. mate. You you too, I think you're being too modest. You would, you would, yeah. You would race her. You'd probably beat her, but you know, you would, you would give her a good race. Be close. I think it'd be close. Okay. Rubbish. Anyway, yeah. so that's cool. So yeah, so we're looking forward to talking about that more next week. And you know, already there's been a bit of engagement with some listeners on who are running quite a, a couple of folk from. The northeast who are going up and doing the 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 B race as well, which is an open field, so that's really cool. You know, we know Fraser, um, Fraser AC chairman Carol Massey, friend of the podcast, is going up and she's running, so so that's really cool. So oh, we look yeah. forward to supporting those guys while they're running. It'll be really good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's the thing. You know, it's a, it's going to be a fast course, so uh, you know the fact that there's two races and you know it's it's going to make the it's going to make the field. Um, relative to, to everyone you know each of the race so so yeah I think everyone who's racing should hopefully have a good um you know a, a good pace uh, and lots of people to 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 be to chase and to be chased so yeah it should be an exciting race um so what what you could do is if mark's pacing you need to get a you need to get a gopro on the back of his head yes that's cool so if anyone has a gopro and they want to give it to mark mitchell let us know. We need to do it. We need to get Mark. Actually, what we do is we need to get Mark on and get get him to give us a, a bit of insight into life as a pacemaker and a, such a uh, quick yeah. pace. That's, that's cool. it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Right. Well, uh, we, that's that kind of rounds things off. We've got one more thing to announce, um, and we we spoke about it last last week, I believe. Um, it's uh, announcing the competition. We have two places for the Great Aberdeen Run, which is going to be taking place at the end of August. Um, one 10k and one half marathon entry. So, Tom, could you just explain the format first? So, what we're going to do is, so we're going to put up a post about about the Great Aberdeen Run on the Tartan Running Shorts Facebook account. And what you need to do is, you need to comment on the post and say whether you would like to run the half of the 10k, like the post. Share the post to all your friends and you will be entered into the draw to win one of those places. Which, bear in mind, these places, the half marathon is £36 an entry. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, good, wee, a good wee saving, hopefully, for a, a one or two lucky listeners. Yeah. So, yeah, it should, should be good. Um, so, we'll be drawing that um, on, well, it'll be Friday, we'll, we'll put the post out. Um, and the draw will be made next week where we'll announce the two winners. So stay tuned, guys. Okay, so other than that, I think that's us, um, that's us finitoed. Have we got anything coming up this weekend, Tom? Have we got, what have we got coming up? 
So well, I've got this. We love know. Manchester 10K, which I'm, uh, which I'm yeah. quite. Although this bloody heat wave, I, you know, I'm someone who doesn't like to complain about the weather because it's when it's we want it to be good weather. But I'm braced for some. Fiona was was highlighting the fact earlier that it's forecast to be 25 degrees. So you, you know, I mean, as I say, you know what it's like to run in heat. So we'll see. That might be that'll be fun. Anyway, cool to go down running. You Manchester. taking your white cap. So I'm taking my white cap, and Fiona has bought a white cap as well. So we will be matching white caps. Can you make sure you get a a, a little uh, a little selfie for the for the tartan running shorts? Of course. Uh, Facebook page. Of course. So that'll yeah, be cool. Um, but that's really you it for go. me. What about you? What are you up to? What am I doing? Um, you've you've you put me in the spot. So uh, yeah, not not any. I'm actually looking at going back home to Forest um, in the weekend. Oh. So I, I might, I, I, again, it depends if, if Kenny Wilson's running, um, I might not do it. So I don't want to get, get my arse whipped. Uh, no, no I, I will do it even if he's doing it. So I might do the Forest Highland Games 10K. Oh, cool. Is that not the North Aye. District Championships? I don't know. Maybe I'm might missing, be, I might be. Maybe. Maybe it is. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, if it is, then then I'm sure that the field will be good. Um, I just just because it's my local race, you know, it's uh, quite nice to go back and uh, take a trip down memory lane. Um, you know, I think that was probably the last time I beat Kenny in a road race, uh, oh, cool. which uh, which is a couple of years ago. But uh, I'm glad I never did it last year because he he ran a phenomenal time, especially in that course. It's, it kind of goes up a hill and then back down. He ran a 31.10. Um, the year I did it was 32. Farty or something like that. So, um, but I remember it was one of the be- one of the, the most more exciting races I've had in in, in, in my running career. Uh, both myself and Kenny and two, a couple of years ago we were just neck and neck going to and from, and it was only in the last kind of kilometer I pulled away and and uh, sprinted around the, the the games field for the win. You know, it was a couple of seconds behind me, but. Boy, oh boy, it was uh, you know, it was right down to the line almost. But that's cool. Uh, you know, those those days are those days are long gone. Um, with the Kyle Kenny battle, unless he starts to up the distance to ultras, but I don't <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that sometime soon. He needs to uh, focus. He needs to do a good half first, and then he says he might do a marathon, and then hopefully an ultra. So yeah. So that that that's about it. Um, so I might do that this this Saturday, and then on Sunday I'll just do a, a nice long run. I think so. Should be quite good. And uh, Debbie's uh, racing the Scottish Triathlon Championships in Maniki, so we'll be oh, I'll good. be going down there some some cheerleading, and hopefully see her regain her title again. So Excellent. yeah, busy busy weekend for the Gregs. Um, very good. But uh, you know, always 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 fun fun filled. So. Exactly. Very That's good. Well, well, I guess that we look forward to. We'll give the listeners a full briefing on all racing and all fronts this weekend, which is cool. So, yeah, look forward to that next week. So, as always, yeah. if, you need to, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do. Please email us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com. Our Facebook page is proving to be a, a good way to get in touch with us with a lot of questions and interaction there, which is cool. So that's on at Tartan Running Shorts on Facebook, and our Twitter handle is at Tartan Shorts. Fantastic, excellent. Right, well, we'll leave leave it to it, guys. Uh, have a great weekend of running, and um, we will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.